Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, I think you are. Let's not take the piss here. Let's not take the piss here. If you've got the feeling, jump up, touch the ceiling, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair. England bloody beat Italy. It's Friday, 24th of March. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Mamma mia, good to have you with us, everybody. It's a fabulous Friday. Isn't Top it? of the group. You're having a love. Uh, before we get to that, though. You're having a love. Yeah. Love, Ooh. laugh, dance. Live, laugh, love. Dance Peter, like no one's laugh, watching. Love. Peter, love wins. <laughs> England are love in this equation, are they? They're definitely. Yeah, they, they are. And mm. by the way, before we talk about all that stuff, uh, this week, the Football Ramble, us, here. Us. Uh, we only hit 150 million downloads. 150 yeah. million yeah. downloads. In a day. <laughs> uh, no, not in a day, I don't think. No. Uh-huh. Uh, 150 million. Thank you very much. Every last one of you have downloaded an episode of this podcast to listen to us ramble on about football. It, it, it really does mean a lot. Thank you for journeying with us. And it was such a milestone, I think. That, uh, I it's worth mentioning. I think it, yeah. it was the only milestone recently that that, that, Eng, that England or English people have done recently. What's the um, others? I think Kane did something. Oh, no, 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 no. Has he done 150 million? Now? Yeah. <laughs> Come back to us, Harry, when you've done 150 million. <laughs> no, thank you very much to anyone who's ever downloaded it. Yeah, bloody pleasure. Appreciate it. Uh-huh. And what a day to announce that, Jim, with England beating Italy 2 1. In Italy, they won there for the first time since 1961 uh, and also won a game on Channel 4. Yeah, Ooh. I mean, shout out Jules Breach. Yeah, the curse is over. She has persevered. <laughs> yeah, she has. Um, yeah, it was it was interesting to me how I felt before the game, actually, because um, 
I was sort of expecting England to get something actually, and I had to check myself and think. I don't remember feeling like this about no, a, a fixture I, like this before. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. I, I thought England were going to win right the way through that whole ninety-three uh-huh. well, five minutes. It's interesting you say that, Marcus, because we chatted on the phone during the day yesterday, and I said yeah. it'll be SLE one England nil, and you said yes. Yeah, no, I was just mugging you off. <laughs> You're trying to get me off the phone. Yeah, but I also, I, well, that's uh, you. You can't prove that, but I did. <laughs> Annoyingly, I did say into the group that I sent a picture of Jack Grealish. He had a cap on and his hood up. I think he has about three hoods at any given time. Yeah. Always got his hood up with England duty, Jack Grealish. And I said, he means business tonight, a goal and an assist. Didn't get either. <laughs> I just want a Tory MP to hug me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's England. They, 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 they did it, despite going down to 10 men, of course. Mm. But Harry Kane became England's all-time record goal scorer with 54 goals. And he said after, I remember when I gave Wayne Rooney the boot for breaking the record... And he said he would be giving it back to me one day. A special yeah. one. That is quite lovely, and, isn't it? Mm. And on Twitter, Jim, did you see that Wayne Rooney congratulated <laughs> Harry Kane? Harry Kane said, oh, you know, thanks very much. And then Sir Jeff Hurst got involved. Oh. I was like, all right, lads, don't forget me. No, he said, uh, you know, well done. Or no, whatever. but whenever Jeff yeah. Hurst gets involved in anything, mm. you, you start to get the fear. Mm. Well, you no, start to think, oh, what's he going to say? To be yeah. fair, though, if he keeps it to just football, like when he said after the World Cup final, because Mbappe scored a hat-trick, became the second man, he said, oh, you know, I've had a good run as being the only man. Mm. Uh, who scored a hat trick in, in a World Cup final? That's true. But but look, go back to Harry Kane though. I think it kind of certainly not for England. They, I think under Southgate um, and this kind of well, it's not a new regime anymore. But um, but all the stuff that that's been going on behind the scenes with England, they're very very aware of the legacy. Jim, the the, the Kiwi chap you interviewed, yes, Owen Eastwood. Owen Eastwood, yeah, very very uh, keen when he worked with England. Uh, I don't know if he still does, but he certainly did. Talking about legacy and and mm-hmm. and trying to. Um, Make everybody aware that you're a part of something bigger. Yeah, um, leave, leave the shirt in a better place than you found it. Is a big yeah. part of <laughs> excuse me, yeah. philosophy. Exactly. And so, um, with Kane doing this, I think they're very aware, as you saw with the, some of the scenes and photos and whatnot afterwards, when they were congratulating and and uh, and, and, and you know honouring Kane with that award. But we we are witnessing the greatest goal scorer in the history of of the England national team. Yeah. and I think yeah. I, I kind of forget that sometimes. 48 of those goals were in competitive internationals as well. There's yeah. no like stat padding, mm. if you want to mm. use that phrase. It's, I mean, I don't know why he's not like absolutely smashing teams in friendlies when he clearly could before. <laughs> but um, I mean, it's, it, there's a lot more goals to come as well, you would think. Oh, d- d- without a doubt. I mean, people will say, yeah, but a lot of penalties. Well, as he himself said, you know, does, they don't, hasn't always scored them for England, you know. No. But it was... apparently, according to ESPN, 18 of them have been penalties. So a yeah. third of them exactly have been but, penalties. But you yeah, get, but you've you got to the... bury them under. You know, I don't understand pressure. what the problem is. I mean, I mean yeah. it's it's a it's a football him. match, and also like he's mm. a player who um, will continue to score goals. It's not like he's he's, he's never been the quickest, and he, and he's he's a real kind of like he, he he works really really hard. He's he's a guy who will be working really hard until he the time he decides to um, retire. So he's always going to score goals, mm-hmm. and he's not going to slow up at any point. He's not going to vardy, is he? No. Um, um, he, no, that's he, a good point. The only player <clears throat> I'll ever criticise in a comedy fashion for scoring mm-hmm. loads of penalties is Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the Penaldo. way it should be. Just, what about every, every Penaldo, single yeah. one of his goals for Portugal have been <laughs> against Liechtenstein okay. and from the penalty spot. Exactly. He just stops, he stops, wherever he is, he just stops the ball, puts <laughs> yeah. it down, and then hoofs it. Uh, but he, uh, Kane's got a number of other records for England as well, hasn't he? Like goals in the calendar year and goals per yeah. game ratio and all that mm. kind of stuff. Among the top scorers, mm. I think he's got the best goals per game ratio as well. You're mm. absolutely right, Marcus. There is an element 
always, I think, that you don't f- ever fully appreciate a player until you can look at it in the rearview mm-hmm. mirror and go, mm-hmm. wow, fucking yeah, hell, he's yeah. actually amazing. So he is making history. He is um, he is delivering an astonishing amount of goals at an astonishing ratio for international yeah. football. I think Jimmy Greaves England. is maybe slightly better in terms of, of ratio. I mean, Greaves was, was ridiculous. But I mean, again, you're being named in, in, in yeah, that kind of company. Sort of and camping. also, I think, I think off the top of my head, has he got 12 give or take um, uh, uh, tournament goals as well yeah. uh, for England yeah. which is impressive and Gary Lineker I think again off the top of my head got 10 um, so you know it's very very impressive stuff and his performance was good as well yeah. I mean the first half of course England were, were, were very very good it was a Sven tribute wasn't it it was, it was it a really mighty was. old Sven tribute uh, a little bit of you know 1997 as well that nil-nil thrown in it kind of felt like that that was, was such an on. epic game wasn't it well Remember you could that? always argue people were comparing it to the Euros final of course uh, when, when Italy won on penalties lest we forget um, but <laughs> but, it, but that first half with England you know, Italy started quite quickly but England soon gained control and with the with the youthful exuberance that they have in midfield, most notably with Jude Bellingham, it looks pretty good. I, Southgate has changed formation at times and and so on. And and with a four three three, you often wondered England a little bit fragile at the back, which they are. But actually, if you go for a little bit more industry in midfield, and industry sounds a bit harsh, actually, it doesn't really get to grips with Bellingham's tools and uh, Rice, what he can bring to the table. And that, even that, but that's what Jude Bellingham is, isn't it? He's just, I'll take control of this. Yeah. He's a magnificent footballer. Yeah. <laughs> he does everything. He makes England he does a lot better. And I, th- I think also, the reason, sorry, John, I was going to say, the reason that they tired towards the end and the second half was so difficult, I, I felt like was because Calvin Phillips hasn't played as mm, much football. Yeah. So he started to tire. Um, you know, and obviously, I suppose. I mean, is it obvious? I think it probably is obvious. Marcus will tell me if I'm wrong. That if Henderson had been in training and been fully fit, he would have played. I would have Phil- thought so. Phillips wouldn't have played because part of me wanted to say in the studio today, you can't expect to do stuff and and achieve things and win things if you're going to have players in midfield who don't actually play. Because yeah. Phillips doesn't play. Mm. He's like a you know, he's like a toy that you never got out of the box. Uh-huh. He doesn't actually. He doesn't actually feature for Man City. So he, he was injured for a lot of the season. He has, he has yeah, been unlucky with injuries, but he's not been able to force his way into that Gee, team. Because Maguire has started a few games. There's not many, mm. but he has started a few games. But being, on the, be- but being on the bench of Manchester United and Manchester City, two very different things, you would say, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, you're going to get more medals at one than the other. <laughs> although one already has a medal. Exactly. Uh, but I, I, think, I think, Pete, in the, in, the, in the Maguire case, you know, maybe it's an old-fashioned thing to say, perhaps. Um, and I never want to go full Graham Soonest. Um, but you want defenders to be playing you you really want Mm -hmm. defenders to be playing if you're a midfield player or a forward player you can essentially have a role where you come on and you affect a game later on Mm. defensively you don't really do that potentially if you're a fullback but not if you're a centre-back well the centre-half it's about the the focus exactly Um, whereas whereas midfield of course every position is about focus but midfield you need more energy and if you're not starting games where are you getting that energy from one poor decision can be an absolute disaster I mean if you look at Calvin Phillips he had that shot when he had the opportunity to put Harry Kane through and he got a bollocking for it I was amazed he did that but he's not that type of player (laughs) well exactly but it shows of um, confidence man but rust as well though right because that's a poor decision right so his decision making is is it rust or is it confidence well I could could argue the opposite I could say that he fancied it. He was having a lovely old time. England were doing well. He thought, I'm going to have a shot. Yeah, but I think... Marcus, I'd like to hear from you, please. Yeah. Wow. Rust our confidence. Rust our confidence. I'm trying to find... Rusty confidence. Is there a thing of rusty confidence? <laughs> Great country singer. I, th- <laughs> I, th- I think uh, I think it's a bit of both. Yeah. Oh. Uh, but, but, I, but either way, it was, it was a bad decision. Uh, and you had the greatest chance to make it through. Oh, well, well, if that goes in, you're thinking like, 
Munich. You know, that, you think no, that goes there we go. That, that would have been up in. there with the with the with the, the half I always bang on about away in uh, Spain in Sevilla, the, the yeah. three two against Spain. No, I'll be thinking if that goes in, this will be the best three all draw I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he's hit it like that. Yeah. Such a strange. It was shot. a strange one. Yeah, I mean, like, too much time to do something beautiful with the, it. Though, I mean, yeah. the, trying to put his foot through. He's had it. to think, and we all know what happens. Yeah, yeah. I'm going mean, stro- mean, to stroke this. The, th- the thing is, though, with England, like if they, you know, it, with, with games, there was a sort of five ten minutes where it really opened up, kind of thing, and England, you know. I mean, they not in that time they scored both goals, of course. It was on the 13th and the 44th minute. The fact is, England's first half performance was enough to win the game. Yes, yeah. it was. Um, so when all said and done, you know, people can be a bit disappointed at the second half performance. Absolutely. You know, Gareth Southgate was. But don't forget that first half performance. You know, the game's 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, you want England more uh, to, to play more in that second half. And in the first half, again, they talked about the control. We talked about creating chances. Mm. You know, England looked brilliant. They could have been three up. Should have been three up at, at half time. <clears throat> um, in the second half, Italy did what they did in the Euros final. They yeah. suddenly went, right, we're, we're going to press them, we're going to push them. And we've seen this time and time and time again with England. So the worrying thing is in the second half, it was the same old story. Yes, they held on and they held firm. People will say this is a below par Italian side. It, it is. It's not as good as the Euros final Italy team. And if people have been a little bit um, uh, uh, critical of, oh, well, that wasn't a great Italian team. Well, actually, if you look at the teams, the more experienced and bigger players than England had in that final without going on about that. But you, you had the same midfield, Jorginho, Verratti and Barella that started that Euros final. So you have a much more experienced uh, and much more sort of refined midfield, if, if you like. And you saw what happens when they stepped to England. And it is that midfield battle. The, 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 the pleasing thing was that England, despite losing that goal, Italy didn't really look like they had a lot of pressure. They didn't look like scoring that much. I know people might say, oh, come on, it was a bit nervy. It was nervy, but England defended fairly well and Italy were restricted, which is is a good thing. And the goal, of course, was a Maguire error. The only shot Italy had on target was the goal. That's right. Right, So you have to put that in mind. So actually, the mistake that Maguire makes, which he then compounds with a further mistake, is a key reason why England play play the last half an hour under a lot of pressure. Because it gives Italy heart. Mm -hmm. The crowd get into it. Mm -hmm. We've been to that stadium. It can be a pretty cauldron-like atmosphere um, it gives Italy so much more than just a goal it gives them a chance of getting something out of the game yeah. which based on the first half performances Marcus and Jim and you've already said was absolutely no there was no chance they were going to be in it at all yeah. and to me I understand that defenders these days they want to go out and they want to make things happen that happens a lot we talk about um, who did we talk about before Christian Romero when mm-hmm. he got sent mm-hmm. off for Spurs quite recently he goes out there he makes things happen he starts attacks all the rest of it mm. Maguire doesn't need to do any of the stuff he does to yeah. make that mistake, to compound that mistake. If you give the ball away, all right, take your medicine yeah, and get back, get back in, in position. position. Because the goal was scored exactly from where he exactly, should be. Exactly. And, he, and he compounds it with another poor decision, which to me feels like it's because he's not playing very much yeah. that means it happens. He's got that in his locker anyway, that kind of clumsiness mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, so you point out all his faults and point out what he's doing to, to hurt England in that, in that situation. But then you have to come on, as I've said, the second half of the conversation where you say, well, who's going to play instead? And it's tough to, to, to make an argument. Yeah. Do, do you think part of that is the, is the, the aspects of game management that Southgate often att- attempts in these situations in the second half? Because obviously they were very defensive when they came out. It's all about containment early mm. on in the second half in particular. <laughs> and I never feel comfortable with that purely because, of course, you, you, exp- you, know, you have to manage games, but it gives <laughs> teams the time to build the pressure. It's not necessarily about, mm. um, you know, being vulnerable to conceding straight away, but it you essentially hand the opposition 
a lot of time in which to figure you out. And we've seen that happen to England and seen them not have really mm. an answer to it it's when they have then been figured out. And Over the exactly, years. it's like he's exercised a lot of demons, Southgate, and re- reverting has. to type mm-hmm. is the main one and, that and he needs to, the only to get exa- rid of. The only example I can think of where England haven't done that was the game against Germany in the Euros. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know if that's because, and there might be other games, Marcus, that you can remember better than me, but that might be because Germany weren't actually that good and it was at Wembley and England mm-hmm. were pumping. Mm-hmm. And they were really up for it. But the, I don't see why, perhaps because of the lack of legs in midfield, as we talked about with Phillips, I don't see why they renege, sorry, they kind of hand over so much control and mm. so much lack of initiative. But if you're going to do that, then play on the break and hit them on the yeah. break. And I, I know things are easier said than done, but England have got players to do that. Saka gave them so many problems. Mm. Yeah. You know, Kane's hold up play was great. I mean, Kane performed very, very well. Yeah, he was fantastic. Uh, you know, you, Players like Lorenzo stuff who are there for the taking. Yeah. Exactly. They're, they're, yeah. they're, just, they're, they're well, so they're, creaky. Indeed. Bonucci, who is old, you know, he's aging, he, he, he wasn't playing. So, you know, one of their, their main um, uh, defenders, you might argue. You know, they, 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 I, I think that that's one of the things. Um, that England need to do. And that's one of the things that England can do because of the players they have. Grealish is a great outlet as well. And if not, then Foden yeah. can, can come on. There's a lot there. Yeah, exactly. And when Sterling's fit, he's he's another Foden one. got a good 12 minutes. I know, poor old Foden. But I mean, he was sacrificed, wasn't he? It was, it was a show. As soon as he was sending off... He was you, sacrificed? Uh, wow. That seems fucking harsh. Or just because Luke Shaw got sent off? Figuratively speaking. Uh, you know, um, That's a really diplomatic incident across the Manchester <laughs> Divide, that. But I, I, I think that with England, you know, you've got to get out. And if you just pump long balls... Do you know yeah. what I mean? To be honest with you, if you're going to do that, bring on Tony... He does that for Brentford, doesn't he? Do you know yeah, what I mean? Like, if, yeah. if you're going to revert to type, that's the funny thing. But obviously, that's that's a bit of a yeah. sort of silly point to make. I do think they deserve immense credit for hanging on to that lead with ten men. Actually, yeah. they they re- they didn't look in much danger of losing, mm. and they're really professional, really really organised. But they were, I, pumping, I think... they were smashing the ball at a defence at <laughs> yeah. times just to clear the ball. It didn't look that assured, did it? Bearing, <laughs> in mind, <laughs> bearing in mind, you know, England have not won in Italy since 1961. Yeah, there's that as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Italy's qualify, you know, record in the qualifiers, despite not. Um, qualifying for the World Cup is good. It's their first defeat in 41 Euro qualifiers. Mm. Obviously, you've got World Cup qualifiers in there, which would give it a slightly different view, but only very slightly. Uh, you know, England don't beat Italy often no. uh, in a competitive, and sadly, they don't count Le Tournoir as a proper competitive <laughs> uh, match. It, it's, it's been a long time. So I'll, it is a very good win. You can't Absolutely. get away from that. And it was a very good half, you know, but the second half, it, it, it's that reverting to type. People are a bit like, come on. Gives you some concerns, doesn't it? It seems yeah. to me almost that England makes some sort of assumptions when they leave. It's like they think, right? We've, you know, we've we've got as many goals as we're going to score now. Yep. It's impossible for us to score <laughs> anymore. Stop trying. Yeah. What we have, we hold, and it's not necessarily the case. And I think it's that 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 way that England can become quite passive mm-hmm. in really key moments of the game. It, is very clearly still there, mm-hmm. and that is that is what needs to be yeah. removed next. Yeah, I I, I, I do agree. Um, I thought the referee was a little bit card happy. He likes to be involved. It does like mm. to be involved. Now, I, I thought the penalty was a penalty. I, I wasn't yeah, sure at yeah. first, but you can just see the arm lingers and then makes a slight but, movement but, towards the ball, know, which is not a natural movement. The Italian players did kind of make it a tough going to referee, though. They will like, do that. You, 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 you have a situation where sometimes you can genuinely see where, um, and then maybe maybe you could argue with the Maguire on Barella thing where he goes over the top and hits him on the top of the foot, mm. but the way that there's a lack of protection in football boots It's a nasty days, one, though. Yeah, you can see why that would have been annoying to players because they're like, hang on a minute, you're yeah. fucking late. Yeah. That's clumsy, and yeah. you could have really hurt one of our key players, yeah, and yeah, plus yeah, he's yeah, our friend yeah, yeah. and all the rest of it. So you get all that. But they they were really 
combative on every little decision. Yeah. And, and and that's what frustrates me. Not because not they're Italian, not because it's bloody foreigners and all the rest of it, but as a general rule, it happens in the Premier League every, every mm. week and English players are just as bad at it mm. half the time. What annoys me more than anything else with that kind of situation is like, you're on the break, mm. right? And there's a foul to stop the break and the player gets a yellow card and, and then the players just go on for 30 seconds. Yeah. It's like, look, we know what's happened. Yeah. The foul's been given. Yeah. The yellow card's been given. That's the fucking law. Yeah. Yeah. What do you expect's going to happen that's any different? <laughs> know, yeah. You're not going to get anything different to that. Mm. So just get on with it. It's not like you can argue that particular decision because it's exactly how it happens every single time. Mm. Not many people know this, but um, in, in rugby, only the captain can talk to the referee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We could learn so much from Couldn't them. We? Yeah. yeah. I mean, how many of those England players drank their own piss after <laughs> the game, for example? Yeah. How are they going to bond? Yeah. yeah. Grealish by accident. <laughs> In New York. In New York. Yeah. Which we've heard a lot about, haven't we? His teeth oh, yeah. Yeah. horrible. Well, Marcus Rashford revealed on social media that he's currently having some downtime in New York while he recovers uh, from They're injury. They love it. They love a bit it's of a cheeky little trip. There's, there's, there's very little jet lag. You just sort yeah. of pop over there for, yeah. a, for a couple of days. There's it's not fine. very little jet lag in my experience. <laughs> well, Luke he's like five hours behind, Pete. Five hours behind. That's five hours. My goodness, yeah. Well, I'm sure he's doing okay. I mean, Jack Grealish was speaking about his time in New York, of course, after the disappointment of the World Cup that's where he went and because he took the Home Alone tour uh, of course <laughs> he said it was a little bucket list moment for me I stayed in the hotel the same hotel and you could get some mad room service like 16 scoops of ice cream <laughs> like what he got in the film <laughs> Him with his little pop gun pointing it at the letterbox. I just, I just can't. Like he's, he's like the anti Kevin McAllister, isn't he? Because in, in, in the Home Alone movies, anyone who comes near Kevin McAllister yeah. falls over. Right. But anyone who comes near Jack Grealish, Jack he Grealish falls, falls over. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the Skids on some micro machines. Yeah. The, uh, the, yeah. the, there was a story this week where um, five kids on Staten Island had uh, decided to explore the um, sewage system. Of, oh, um, no. they, and they got found. Um, but I did worry one of them was Jack Grealish. <laughs> he, he'd be watching the Ninja Turtles. The turtles yeah. <laughs> with his hood up. Yeah. <laughs> oh dearie me. Like Shredder. No, Splinter. <laughs> yeah. Like Splinter never worried up. Ignore me. He yeah, was alright, don't he worry. He did sometimes when he went out, I think. He, yeah, Raphael him. used to wear a hat and oh, a Tracy Jones. He had the, 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 the ice hockey. He had the ice hockey mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Jack Grealish said that he didn't get to meet the mad pigeon woman. Disrespectful. Um, <laughs> just him in Central Park, yeah. freezing cold. Yeah. Just looking where is for the she? Mad I love it. He woman. doesn't understand that he's not really walking around the movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I never realised how much stuff had been filmed there in Central Park. I felt like a right little tourist. Well, you are a tourist. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, not, he's not a native Brooklynite. No, but I think, I think you can... He f- needs to be protected. Jack Grealish is a tourist wherever he goes. Let's be absolutely <laughs> clear. Mm, like a yeah. library. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true, yeah. Um, uh, speaking of sort of odd things and, and, and footballers, do you hear that John Joe Shelby, um, England international, three yeah. caps, I believe. <laughs> One of your faves. Right in there. One of our faves. Yeah. Uh, revealed this week that he offered John Legend 50 grand to play one song at his wedding. And John Legend said no. It's not, not enough, enough money. Is why, is he, why is he complaining about it? 50 grand is just not enough money. I'm, I'm not sure if Shelby was complaining. I think he was... I think you also... Why, why are we hearing about it then? Get, well, get a tribute. Yeah. <laughs> a tribute. I mean, 50 grand mm. is nowhere near enough. For like twelve-time Grammy-winning artist, yeah, right. no. to come to come to let's face it, probably a less than salubrious part of the UK <laughs> to go to a wedding with the. I don't want to cast She's aspersions. Wearing, come on. I don't want to cast aspersions. It might be there's definitely going to be a punch up at a Shelby wedding. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> Do you want to be on the end of it? There's definitely a chance. Yeah. Well, I, look. It's by the way, part of the entertainment. I've just been handed a quote, Jim. He was complaining. Yeah. Uh, Shelby said, <laughs> "I offered him like fifty grand." Uh, was 50 grand to sing one song and he just turned it down and I'm thinking come on mate 50 mm. grand as well to sing one song 
What's happened there is he John... doesn't understand the bigger picture. No, what's happened there is John Joe Shelby is probably quite used to, as a lot of modern footballers are, I expect, of throwing money at something and expecting to, everyone to say yes in return. Mm, yeah. John Legend is more affluent than John Joe Shelby. Yeah, he's gone the wrong way. Yeah, he's gone wrong, <laughs> the wrong way. Do you think he, if he saw John Legend, he would have a go at him like he did that time to Alex Ferguson? <laughs> it's your fucking fault. <laughs> Wedding got nulled. Your get, fucking fault. Get John Legend on the FaceTime. Your fucking fault. These vows. <laughs> uh, oh dear. Well, of course, uh, John Joe Shelby won't be involved uh, with England when they face Ukraine. At the at time Wembley. recording. No, well, the, the squad no. is set. Oh, oh, right, what, about okay, the, what about there's an injury? I don't What think... about there's 320 injuries? Uh, well, there's only 88 England players in the Premier League or something right. like that, wasn't yeah, there? Do you remember when John Joe Shelby bought a Hoover from Comet because they were closing down and everyone had a go at him? No. <laughs> why? Back in the day, he bought he bought a Hoover from Comet and he, oh, and he tweeted it about cheap. it and they were sort of going, why are you being so cheap? Yeah, and, I, and so I'm just saying that like he's trying to get John Legend on the cheap. He is. Mm. Sorry, I, I just pulled I, that out of my no, brain. No, but you're right. I find that a bit funny. Like when, when Xavi, the Barcelona manager, when he was a player, he was mm. seen on an easy jet flight and they'd be like, oh, what are you doing? It's like, well, yeah. if it's going well, sometimes to, if it's, it's the only way. Yeah, like, yeah. My issue with this is Conte as well did that recently. It, Ryan it, Air flight. It's just, that's, that's about um, efficiency there, right? Right. The, the issue I have with this is that I had a conversation with people before we record the show today mm. about someone we work with every single day whose name he couldn't remember. Yeah. Yeah, he can remember that in 2012, John mm. Joe Shelby bought a Hoover from Comet in a sale. Correct. That was 11 years ago. He has well, forgotten my name on, on air before. <laughs> When he called me Martin that time. <laughs> was it Glenn Johnson who changed the box of a toilet seat? Put a, yes, put a more expensive so, one yeah, in a, in a was, cheaper yeah. one? Uh, and got stuff. caught and seemed to think it was the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. Not unreasonably. I um, mean, that is funny. John yeah. Joe Shelby apparently bought a Henry the Hoover, which is the definitely uh, the best Hoover going. It is the best Hoover. He also bought a tumble dryer and a washing machine. Apparently. There we go. Yeah. Get it all done in one trip. Were yeah. they Henrys? I, I would assume so. He, call, he called up uh, John Ledger and said, can you fit this tumble dryer for me? I'll give you 50 grand. 51 grand. John Ledger was like, who are you? Oh, dearie me. Uh, yes, well, so England facing Ukraine at Wembley on Sunday. And of course, I mean, if England win that game, which they'll be favourites to do so, six points from the first two games, obviously, you can't ask much They'll more. They'll be but overwhelming favourites to qualify, even good. after last night's game. Yeah, and, 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 and I would imagine top spot is, is, is what England would, well, obviously, what they, that's what they want. But that, people say the top two go through, but you start talking about seeded teams for the Euros and so on. That often, uh, that does mean something. Why, why can't they do this in the Nations League? Yeah. yeah, well, why Peter. can't they turn this kind of performance? Away? They're getting relegated. I think, I think, I, know, I, I think England, whatever happens, will somehow conspire to be knocked out in the quarterfinal of the Euros, <laughs> whatever route they take. Well, yeah. it, we, by it, Argentina, in it. <laughs> yeah. well, by Emmy Martinez on his own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or we'll stop Italy from qualifying, and they'll still knock us out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, indeed, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's sounding like old Sven's days <laughs> as England manager. And on that. Next week, we have a sexy Football Ramble guide lined up for you. At long last, on Tuesday, we're bringing you the Football Rambles guide to Sven-Joran Eriksson's England. That'll drop in your podcast app first thing on Tuesday morning. Yeah, I remember recording that. Bit of morning glory for you. Very much so. We recorded that a couple of days days ago, and uh, Marcus, you were very defensive on Sven when we tried to criticise him. Mm, Uh, Uh, The balding smoothie, Sven-Joran Eriksson. Sven was hot property. (laughs) It is beautiful. International man of mystery. Is there anything you'll accept the criticism of this Sven regime. <laughs> All right. But you, you want me to answer that or should we wait until Tuesday? <laughs> a little taster for you. <laughs> oh, there he was. There he bloody was. Gentlemen, enough of the Sven stuff. Uh, elsewhere last night, uh, we, we don't know his whereabouts last night, but we do know that Northern Ireland uh, were in San Marino and they won 2-0. Yeah, two I, felt, I felt sorry for Dion Charles, the yeah. Bolton forward who scored, I think his first, are they his first two goals in Northern Ireland, but he certainly scored two anyway. Yeah. And in the post-match interview, he was listed as first name, second name. 
That was very strange, wasn't it? <laughs> nice moment for his family. Yeah. <laughs> he could maybe make it to San Marino, watching it on telly. Uh-huh. Oh, here it comes. Yeah. Big moment, get the popcorn out. First goals for Northern that could, that could be anyone. <laughs> Brought pride to the second name family, though. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, great two goals by second name. Yeah, love that. Yeah, He's having a great season at Bolton Wanderers, by the way. Um, it's good for, good for him to get up and running uh, for Northern Ireland. Um, and of course, O'Neill back in the hot seat. Mm-hmm. We're Northern Ireland. Um, yes, yeah, stay, uh, staying in Europe for the moment. Cristiano Ronaldo won his 197th international cap last night, making, Fraud. Him, making him the most capped male <laughs> international footballer of all time. He also scored his 119th and 120th international goals. One, of course, was a penalty. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to assume, but both were. No, one was a not quite a nice free kick. Was it? Yeah. Which no. is like a penalty, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's just a bit further out. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> that, 120 international goals. The mask is starting to slip, isn't it, with Cristiano? Okay. Do you think? You can see how, how, how poor a player he is. It's a good record, though. Yeah, he's very good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. fucking amazing. You'd be foolish to deny. I mean, it. the thing about Cristiano Ronaldo is, uh. you know, there's a lot of reasons to think he's a complete bell end, mm. right? A lot of reasons, right? <laughs> to the point where you would, right. we, we can't go for him all. Mm. But undoubtedly, he is a ridiculous football player. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's going to become the first 200 cap international player soon, isn't he? Which is be funny if, he, if, he, if they went there. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it'd be funny. Who's like? Close to him, that Mexican uh, guy, Godardo. Um, mm-hmm. He could, he could make it yeah. realistically. He's well, thirty-four, yeah, th- thirty-two, mm-hmm. thirty-four. So, so, so wait till Ronaldo retires, yeah, and then I believe get the, him in. I believe right. the record he took from was from a Kuwaiti player. I think. Yeah, it was. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. But I think they're they're retired, though, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Is, is Ronaldo a bit annoyed that in the, in the same <laughs> round of international f- fixtures, Lionel Messi also scored? What, what mm. I'd like, to, what, that's exactly, yeah, what I'd like to happen mm. is Lionel Messi. I mean, he would never do this, but I'd like him to, on his social media accounts every time Cristiano Ronaldo does something impressive but mm. small, yeah, like score a goal. Mm. Um, Messi sends him a, a message of congratulations, but the World Cup trophy's in shot every single day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Messi's 800. Maybe Martinez fucking it. You well, there was a lot so, of them doing that. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. Little tribute for the player. I mean, that's Endless like tribute. That's a tribute now, tribute. isn't it? It is. It, it yeah. really is. Like, in Argentina, like, and all this chat about for people, one or two people going, well, it's a bit disrespectful doing it. Again, Argentina absolutely <laughs> love yeah. it. Yeah. They, they want oh, it. Isn't what you want to see. It's exactly yeah. what and we didn't know we wanted to see. The fact that, yeah. I don't know what yours, guys, it does look a bit like a wanger. So it does. Look, <laughs> yeah. I don't mean, make it look like a wanger. It's not we a won't cup, make is a wangery thing. It's, it's not, not a, a cup. cup. Exactly. No. World penis. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's a proper head on it as well, Jim. Yeah. Right? World cock. Um, <laughs> when I complained about Martinez doing that. Um, he shouldn't have got the dremel out and putting a big ball in the top. <laughs> Pete, Pete said that he liked it because he, Martinez treats the sport with exactly the amount of respect it deserves. Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was on side. Automatically. I mean, Argentina. Like, again, you even had like some Brazilian saying, oh, "You know what? For Messi, you know, we want, we yeah. wouldn't mind them to win the World Cup." Argentina won't go. I oh, appreciate the support, but they'll just go. Ah, yeah, like, that is, they absolutely. We got your cup. We fucking it. Yeah. Argentina would be like, oh, "What's that, sir? I can't hear you because you haven't won the World Cup." Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. very. Much what they're like, yeah. I mean, the the, the atmosphere pre match against their friendly against Panama was ridiculous. If you haven't yeah. seen it, it's like nothing you'll ever see, really. I think their fans are, I know it's pointless to say the most passionate, so, but they are, it is unbelievable. Yeah, Messi and Martinez in particular, pretty much in tears, yeah, before the game, yeah, like while the teams are lining up, lining up, it's just beautiful. All those blue flares, no one's having a gender reveal party <laughs> this weekend. Yeah, incredible, <laughs> incredible. All right, everybody, let's have a quick break. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. Guys, sorry, live on Sky News. Your reaction to the win? Uh, we lost. Sorry, reaction to the loss. And apologies. Um, reaction to the loss? Uh, shit. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Peter, what have you got on your screen? I've got an email. Oh, Marcus Speller. Thank goodness. Um, after Pep Guardiola revealed his love of Julia Roberts, uh, Tim B sent us an email entitled Pep's Favourite Julia Roberts Films. Now, you know my policy on puns and stuff like this. I'll get involved, but I hate myself when I do it. Yeah. These are absolutely top class. But before you do them, I haven't had a chance to say this yet. Hmm. I don't think we have properly on the show either. Pep being really making that Julia Roberts fucking shout from mm. nowhere was weird it was yeah. it's an all time great pet mm. moment it was really so strange. weird Re- after a 7-0 win yeah. Yeah. talks about how he's a failure whatever he wins because Julia Roberts came to Manchester it wasn't even United prompted. instead it, yeah. the, the interviewer didn't even say oh I saw mm. Julia Roberts was at the uh, game no yeah. it, it came from here's nowhere a, here's a piece yeah. of information none of you know and it means I'm a failure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's, it's the sort of thing a manager under siege or under pressure yeah. does, but he's not. <laughs> he, acts he's like he's, he acts like he's back against the wall yeah. siege mentality all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's perfect. That's what he said. He's got three idols, which are Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, 
Julia Roberts. It's the rule of three. It's a perfectly executed <laughs> yeah. joke, and it's not even a joke. <laughs> no, yeah, I know, I know. Um, well, uh, Tim B sent us the email uh, with a load of um, Pep's favorite Julia Roberts films: uh, City Woman, <laughs> Good, Mirror Slav, Closer, mm. <laughs> The Messican, Ooh. Ocean's Starting Eleven. Yeah. Ocean Shelby. Bloody hell. That doesn't, well, that doesn't make any Ocean's fucking 12. sense. Ocean's oh, okay, right. Yeah. But it, you're right. It doesn't make any it's sense. A, it's a leap. It's, it's a, a leap. Stretch. Back on top. Eat, pray, Wagner, love. <laughs> Ticket to Allardyce. <laughs> Rabona Lisa Smile. That's a nice one. <laughs> Charlotte's Howard's Web. Why is Howard Web in there? Yeah, but why, the yeah, but why is Ticket to Allardyce? Yeah. <laughs> doesn't appreciate what Charlotte's that. Web, no? Is it like Charlotte's Web? Charlotte's yeah, but Web what's the film? player element? Oh, right, sorry. Howard Web's got nothing to do with Man City. Yeah, Berkovich. Yeah, but again, though, like, it, what, what, it's nothing to do with Pep, a lot of this stuff. Just no. do the football, Julia Roberts. I mean, Marcus, yep. shit your damn mouth. Right. Sleeping with that. Laurie McMenemy. There you Come go. on. There you go. That's very good. That's justified the whole thing. Has it? Yeah, Ile Berkovich left Man City in 2004. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> Sleeping with Laurie McBenemy is amazing, but I feel like the Still. whole email has just been a precursor to be able to say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, fair enough. Tim B's done a done yeah. us all a solid there. <laughs> um, blimey. Uh, oh, speaking of managers, Roy Hodgson's back, isn't he? He is. He swooped in. <laughs> back. There's a new bird of prey in town at the Eagles. <laughs> Let's take the piss here. Yeah. <laughs> He's back at Crystal I didn't Palace. I did never do it. Until the end of the season. Yeah. yeah. He's essentially he's breaking his own record for mm. being the oldest manager in the Premier League, which I suppose technically he does every day. Yeah. But I think, <laughs> like, Palace have been in the Premier League for 10 years now, which yeah. is not to be sniffed at because they've that not. That is they've, surprising. It is, isn't it? Because they, they've, they've traditionally been up and down quite a lot. And, mm. you know, it's. If they go down now, it would potentially be quite disastrous. You don't want to sort of go back into being a, a bit of a yo yo mm. club. You want to sort of keep your, you know, st- Stay established, essentially. And he's really the only person available that's going to give them a fighting chance of that, you would think. Yeah. A- anything else is a risk at this point. I mean, I, the, it's I still, underwhelming. I still think it's a risk. I do think it's a little bit of a risk because I think, think right, about, anything else is more of a risk. I know. Yeah, I, I think if you look at what he did with Watford, it wasn't particularly mm-hmm. good, was it? Mm-hmm. Um, no, it was terrible. One, two out of um, their 18 games, I think. Yeah. And he knows obviously. a lot of these players, though, doesn't he? And it's... Well, there's been a, a lot of upheaval. Yeah, that was, that was the whole job for Vieira, to rebuild, didn't he? I mean, I know what you mean. The, the fact is they were dropping like a stone under Vieira and, and it was wasn't changing and they've, they've been they've been sleepwalking their way to the relegation zone. So they needed to do something, you would argue. It's like you guys were saying before, it's just a shame that, that it's all about just basically not getting relegated, yeah. which is beneath yeah, but what... Yeah, but what's really interesting about the circumstances, though, is that Vieira had presided over... So he had basically... I don't know, Pete said rebuild. I wonder if you'd say it was a kind of like a change of style, wasn't it? And so he brought the players in because they wanted to play slightly differently because the Rui Hodgson thing was running out of steam because they only played in a certain way, et cetera, et cetera. We know all that, right? But the circumstances are interesting chiefly because Palace won one game in the league since November. Mm-hmm. And as Marcus said, they're sleepwalking their way to, 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 to trouble. The, the teams they've played in that run were actually far more difficult uh-huh. than the teams they're about to play under Roy Hodgson. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, if you look at the games they've got um, between now and the end of the season, Leicester at home, Leeds away, Southampton away, Everton at home, Wolves away, West Ham at home, mm-hmm. and Bournemouth at home, 
you know, Forest at home. They've got a lot of really winnable games. Yeah, but if they don't win them, the teams around them are getting points, and yeah. that's a worry. So it's, it's but what I'm saying is Hodgson has got a much easier task than Vieira probably did well, in that period. Yeah. True, but they had that run of you know, <clears throat> three games without a shot on target, right? So yeah, I mean, I, I I don't think you could make too much of an argument to keep Vieira, to be honest. And I understand that the games, but these games are more vital because you lose them and the teams around you, mm. the teams around them, you know, get are elevated. So. Well, whatever you do, it's a gamble now. But I think they've they've done the right thing. Whether Hodgson will come in and be able to steady the ship, like you say, he's worked with a lot of them before, so you could understand the thinking. And they may well have tried to get other people. Maybe Nathan Jones wasn't available, Jim. <laughs> um, Antonio Conte is not yet available. No, we, thought, we're thinking he might be soon. But they you know. thought they'd never get Nathan Jones. He's too good at everything. Yeah, exactly. Indeed. He's not going to look at a club like Palace. Indeed. And of no, course, they now can't get near the XG he normally gets. Yeah, well, when, he's, when he's spending all his time working oh. on being world king, yeah, there's no enough. way he can be Palace manager that's, that's very true but but obviously they've done this as well during the international break so Hodgson can can get his feet under the desk again uh, and so get his feet is, under the barn that's right. get his feet under the hay bale get, get his feet, his on, feet the on the perch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get his talons on the perch <laughs> Um, where is, there in the end where, yeah. <laughs> where is uh, Spurs will probably sack Conte at right at the end when the Premier League's about to resume but do you think um, Hodgson when he comes in do you think is, is it a style to ruffle a few feathers or well maybe <laughs> he'll turn a few heads <laughs> Uh, no, he'll just turn his own head. Hey, uh, you get involved. I'll get across some mouse bonds. Oh, that's poor. How <laughs> chat. Why is that on the line? Yeah. <laughs> He's not even trying, don't yeah. Jim. Well, yeah, you know when they have training at Premier League clubs yeah. and they have those big cranes with the cameras on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you like it if, just, if Roy was just perched on one of them? Yeah. Like every other Premier League club's training ground has got the cameras on it, but it's just Roy's just up there. That's just, but that's just a scouting network, yeah. just a just a network of owls swooping <laughs> yeah, around true, the, yeah. the sky. Well, I mean, they haven't had any shots. People might say, "Well, you flipping couldn't hit a barn door, don't do that. You wake him up." Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, oh bloody hell! What's this? Myself and Andy are going to be in your ears, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, first thing tomorrow morning with the Ramble Reacts responding to all the juicy international football that's going to happen this evening. Yeah, I um, I My spent goodness. some time this morning when I was waiting for you guys um, to give Andy some shit on Twitter. Yeah. Um, which he responded that, in kind. That'll help, yeah. Um, so that'll get him really fired up for the show. And Andy is one to get fired up. Well, of course, <laughs> um, one of the big stories uh, that, that, that could well um, happen this evening is, um, is Latin Ibrahimovic. Who, who's 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 back in the Sweden? Squad. I mean, it is remarkable. Forty-one-year-old yeah. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. I also love the fact that he's currently training. Well, not currently, as we're recording, but generally speaking, he's training with his son. Yeah, yeah. and uh, his son's uh, it, at, Milan, at Milan. It's extraordinary. I mean, he became Serie A's oldest ever goalscorer last weekend. It was a penalty, so it doesn't count, of course. <laughs> um, but but he's yeah. I mean, I mean, and they're, and they're playing Belgium as well. I mean, Belgium were criticised at the World Cup for having a slightly ageing squad who have missed the mark. Well, we'll tell you what, Belgium, yeah. we're going to show you how old that our like man is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he is the past, present and future of Swedish football, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well done, uh, Zlatan. Um, I love that he still considers himself to be the future. Uh, he loves it, He's become he? this sort of shamanic figure and yeah. it, it works. I like it. Well, it, we, we shall see. Ever since... Um, so I think they'll probably start with Kulisewski and Isak tonight. I think I guess Zlatan will do a, uh, do a little cameo, probably. Mm, maybe. Um, maybe he will. But speaking of Swedish forwards, ever since me and Pete... Um, <laughs> Um, announced uh, to you, Marcus. Yeah. Actually, this is a, to your credit, you were talking about Alexander Isak mm-hmm. um, and saying he could do this and he could do that. And Pete and I both said it, he's not a goal scorer. Uh, he scored three goals in two games and been nominated mm. for Player of the Month since then. Yeah. So. If, if Roy the Al wants to, us to get in touch, then they're not scoring at the moment, Palace. So yeah. we could just slag Have off their entire front line. Yeah. Yeah. Lopetegui? I might do that right now, actually. I'm going to find a Crystal Palace player and I'm going to say, 
he's crap and he never scores. Uh, I'm going to say. Why not Fulford Zaha? Oh, but he is good. We all know he's good. Austin uh, Edward. There you go. Yeah, crap. Yeah. Never scores. On the Zlatan thing, just just briefly, Wayne Rooney is 37 years old. Like, imagine him still playing for England and he's yeah. four years younger than Zlatan we're only right now we're a proper battering round oh, yeah. imagine um, but on uh, Alexander Rizak um, Pete it, uh, does it annoy you that he's scoring Nelson when you said he, he wasn't or are you quite happy everything annoys me Newcastle succeeding annoys me yeah, yeah, me yeah. succeeding annoys me yeah. did how do you know did the, did the takeover annoy you <laughs> everything annoys me Mark did yeah, it okay. touch you did it touch you um, gentlemen this weekend uh, Croatia host Wales uh, and Scotland host Cyprus, the other British nations. It involved Wales' first game, of course, since that um, disappointing World Cup. Aaron Ramsey has been named as the new Wales captain, replacing the retired Gareth Bale. Uh, Joe Allen has also stepped down, which is... A, yeah, it's been a bit of a changing of the garden. I think yeah. people were expecting Ramsey to do the same, were they not? Well, yeah, I mean, fair enough, he's, he's still in there. I was half expecting Gareth Bale still to play for Wales in <laughs> between rounds of golf. He was on the golf course. In my mind, I might be wrong, uh, and I... I will fully admit in the past I have underestimated just how much Welsh people love Gareth Bale and my Twitter mentions have been dreadful because of it Um, but in my mind um, Bale was playing on some televised pro-am golf tournament less than a day after he retired from football (laughs) and doing an interview on the tee yes right yeah so he absolutely absolutely loves it but looking at these games I mean Obviously, Wales have got a much tougher assignment on Saturday than, than, than Scotland have. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the expanded European Championships now yeah. and the groups that these two teams have got, and I know Scotland have got this kind of fullback option with the Nations League uh, route if they need it, um, but they've both got to look to be qualifying. Yeah. They've both got mm-hmm. to give themselves... I mean, Scotland will find it very, very tough alongside Spain. Um, Croatia are obviously a good team. Mm-hmm. We know that. Mm-hmm. But aside from that... Um, you've got to, you've got to give yourself a chance. You've got to back yourself. And um, well, look, Scotland look, need to start off with a solid win. And Wales need to try and and make an impression on this game. Well, Wales Croatia. have got Croatia, Armenia, Turkey, and Latvia. Exactly. Bearing in mind the top two go through, so you know th- there's a chance yeah. there. Um, and Scotland have got Spain, Norway, Georgia, and Cyprus. Now Norway have obviously got you know the, the big man. The, they've got the big man. Erling Targaryen, as Jim calls him. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. And, and Odegaard. Well, well, well he's there. not there, is he? Targaryen. I said that <laughs> sincerely. Then yeah, <laughs> he's he's um, he's pulled out. No, but generally speaking, he's, oh, right, he's oh, part, part of the about setup. Isn't he? But I mean, to miss him for two games is massive for Norway, though. So that, again, there's a, there's a chance there to try and take advantage of that if they don't uh, perform as you'd expect. And this is a massive, massive moment for Wales in general as well, isn't it? Because Gareth Bale is arguably their most iconic ever player. Been really successful with them. They've, they've you know they've had some incredible experiences in this recent generation of players that's changing now um and the thing with it is with with wales in general is they feel like a big family they're on a huge adventure together so mm-hmm. they need to sort of regenerate that feeling and and, yeah. and not quite refine their identity because they, they you know have one of the most one of the strongest identities in world football but it's a big a statement because michael sheen did a fucking speech yeah. outrageous <laughs> one of the biggest well, welsh people love being welsh yeah but that doesn't mean to say that i mean you're half Welsh what do you think I, th- I think it's because Wales is closer but yeah I mean I get very excited at Welsh national uh, you know them getting excited about their own nationality I think well, don't, that's stand that's don't stand for it don't stand for it Spurs face is it's like an identity cl- defined by pride which is a huge it's mm. an amazing but thing I, I, I would say Ireland Scotland uh, no, Wales know. are better than all of them, surely. No, no, but no, more, you're, talking, no but you're talking about identities on yeah. world football. I would say... Oh, in world football. Japan, Argentina, Brazil. I mean, come on. It's just a big statement, Jim. Yeah, I don't mind making big statements. I like it. All right. Is it as big a statement 
as Lorraine Kelly's made recently. <laughs> that is a plot from? twist. Yeah. Lorraine Kelly, the the person, or Lorraine Kelly, the character. The actor, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Lorraine Good. Kelly, the the Scottish presenter. Mm. Yeah. Um, now we've mentioned um, your favourite Kim Kardashian recently on the, on the show, and old uh, Kimmy K might have been put off from attending Scottish football uh, at some point soon because she was obviously there at Arsenal supporting your boys and Arsenal didn't do very well and, and whatnot. And we were thinking, is she, is she cursed if she goes to football? Well, Lorraine Kelly has banned Kim Kardashian from attending games of the club she supports, Dundee United. She said, oh dear, I won't be inviting her to Tanadice. She's no coming. That's it, Kim. <laughs> yeah. I know you want to, but you're not coming. Why have you not done that in Lorraine Kelly's voice? Yeah. That is um, an absolute dereliction of duty. Because I fear... Do it now. Because you might have thought it was Mrs. Doubtfire. That's fine. We're all fine with that. There's Do a bit it of a now. ramble connection to Lorraine Kelly because Jules's dog um, used to have a scrap with Lorraine Kelly's dog at right. puppy training. That's why the curse was passed That's on. That's why the curse ah. is passed on. It makes perfect sense. No, the curse is because it's with Kim Kardashian, not Lorraine Kelly. But it's gone via Lorraine Kelly. Uh, yeah. Has it? I don't know that Kim Kardashian is cursed. I think actually she might have quite a charmed existence. Yeah, <laughs> probably. She's a bit of a knob though, isn't she? Hugely. <laughs> yeah, hugely. Hugely. Marcus, you can't just give us a line like Lorraine. People listening to this will want to hear it. Mm. Oh dear. I won't be inviting <laughs> her to ten days. Exactly. It's Mrs. Doubtfire. That's what I'm, that's what um, I'm about. Alright, you... okay, okay, I'll do Lorraine Kelly. She won't be coming to Tiny Days <laughs> anytime soon. <laughs> Don't live a little, live a lot. Did you see? Uh, did you see Hacksaw Jim Duggan was in? Uh, what is was he got Aberdeen. to do? Aberdeen. I did he see that. He was at Aberdeen's uh, ground. Thank you very much. Pit Audrey. What was he yeah. doing there? Just hanging out. Yeah. He's very excited got... by. He was riding the top fl- uh, top uh, deck of uh, a bus, and he was very right. into the idea. Did he, he have just... his bit of wood with him? <laughs> I, don't, I think he just gets it. Give it to him. I don't think he. Pete said he's got the biggest hands of any person. Biggest hands I've ever seen. I see. I did the biggest hands I've shaken. David James. Yeah. Yeah. And fair. Chris Eubank. Oh really? Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. Yeah. I believe Good. it. I can believe well, it. Well, they all work with their hands. Yeah. Exactly. Indeed. Yeah, yeah. So we do expect Scotland to beat Cyprus, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, on, on the weekend. You know? Yeah. We'll do it for the rain. Well, Scotland, <laughs> of course. Uh, are already guaranteed at least a playoff, uh, a place in the playoffs for Euro 2024 qualification after winning their Nations League group. So uh, we, we talk about the top two, but that is that's lovely work from Scotland in the Nations League, of course. Yeah. So very, very well done. Um, so uh, we, we, we shall see if they need uh, that place, of course, as qualification goes on. Absolutely right, um, Marcus. Now, right, it's time for Betfair's popular bet builder. Select from the most popular pre-made football bet builders using Betfair's handy app and you can add them to your bet slip in just one tap. Every Friday on the previous show, we build our own Ramble Popular Bet Builder. Today, we're looking ahead to England versus Ukraine on Sunday at tea time. I shall actually be there, so I look forward to that. So will I, um, bruv. Oh, good, good man. Jim, over to you. You've got first pick. I am going to go for Bukayo Saka to score first. Gareth Southgate loves him, so I'm very confident <coughs> he'll play um, from the beginning, and um, he's really good, isn't he? We all love him. Mm. I mean, as you said earlier, Marcus, he's caused, causes teams all sorts of problems. Mm. Nice first pick. Peter. Kieran Trippier to uh, have an assist at any time because I think he was unlucky not to um, start in the game uh, yep. yesterday. So uh, I would very much like him to get involved because that's all he's been doing at Newcastle all season. Such yeah. a good player and such a leader as well. And England have got quite a few captains in that squad now. We didn't mm. mention that at the top of the show, but mm. Trippier's obviously one of them. Um, Marcus, you are up next. 
Over 1.5 first half goals. Um, this is not an easy assignment for England, of course. They'll pick a strong side. Yeah. Um, but they will, I think they'll look to go um, uh, in, in the first half and, you know, put a marker down early and and, uh, and and score some goals. And you think those first half goals will come from England? Yes, I do. Yes. Okay, I mean, that's not the bet, of course. The bet is just in general over 1.5 exactly. uh, first half goals. Absolutely. Uh, and I've gone for a little bit of a rogue one, but I, I, think, it's, I think it's quite an interesting one. I've gone for Ivan Tony mm. to have two or more shots. Ooh. I think he's going to be introduced at some point. I think he's going to be really, really up for it. And I think if he is introduced late on, I think he can actually hurt Ukraine. And I think he'll be so motivated to do something. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, two or more shots. I don't, you know, I'm not saying he's going to score a couple of goals, but he just has yeah. to have two or more shots. So that works for me. Uh, so in summary, because Saka the score first, Kieran Trippier to assist any time, over one and a half first half goals, and Ivan Tony to have two or more shots. A £5 bet with Betfair on the popular bet builder returns £163.74. That's £163.74. And if we win, all that money will go to Prostate Cancer UK. We'll be back with another round of Betfair's popular bet builder on the preview show next week. Exclusive to Betfair Sportsbook. T's and C's apply. 18 plus only. For more information on responsible gambling, head to begambleaware.org. Dean Smith also says you're an encyclopedia of football. A what? An encyclopedia of football. I don't know what that means. It's time for Jack's Encyclopedia, a simple game of categories. You all know how to play it. We're going to kick things off with uh, Jim Campbell. He's already faffing about with his pencil. Pen work. Use the Sports Direct go. pen there for crying go. out loud. The honestly. giant Sports Direct the pen. The giant yeah. Sports Direct pen full of coffee. Uh, right, it's time for um, the first round, if that's all right with you, Jim Campbell. Yep. yep. All right. Members of the England squad at Italia 90. There are 23 players. Oof. Members of the England oh. squad at Italia 90. You are all in the frame when it comes to how old you were at the time to enjoy this round Marcus is salivating he's <laughs> drooling down his front uh, Jim Campbell can we have your first name please I'm going to go for Gary Lineker Gary Lineker yes indeed Marcus Peter Beardsley Peter Beardsley yes. uh, Paul Gascoigne Paul Gascoigne Jim Chris Waddle Chris Waddle mm-hmm. John Barnes John Barnes um, Peter Shilton Peter Shilton Paul Parker. Paul. Oh, very nice. Parker. It's nice. Tackles oh, like a ferret. We're doing that. Stuart Pierce. <laughs> um, I'll go for. Now, I got in trouble last time for trying to be too clever. Right. Mark Wright. He only wears Essex. <laughs> a different Mark Wright. <laughs> David Platt. David Platt. Good. Over the shoulder. There's Walker. There's Walker. Ah. Oh, Steve Hodge. Like that. <laughs> I like that one. Ah. That's a naughty one. Chris Woods. Chris Woods. Teddy Butcher. Teddy Butcher. Oh, nice. oh now it's getting tough. Now it's getting, <laughs> now it's getting <laughs> fucking down to the fucking brass tacks, boys. Yeah. Um, I will go for, I think this is right. Please be right. Dave Besson. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Well Still in the game. Ooh. He replaced David Seaman after the first game. That's right. Come on, where's the fucking button? Sorry, yeah, that was, yeah, I'm slow on that one. Just watching his face contort. Alan Smith. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Marcus? Brian Robson. Oh, of course. Oh, lovely stuff. Very good. So if, well, I, if I don't get one, Marcus won the point. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, there's not many left. I'm really it, struggling it, now. Um... <laughs> I'm giggling because there's one really obvious one. It's Torres to give Chelsea 
Oh, uh, Tony Dorigo. Oh, well, oh, yeah. Tony well Dorigo. Well nice. T-Dog. Very, yeah. Very good. Trevor Stephen. Marcus. Oh, it's good. Uh, it's good. Very good. Gary Stevens. Yeah. Yes. Steve two Bull. Stevens. Steve, Steve Bull. Bull. Are we Lovely. out? We must be out. No, you got one, two, three left. Oh, this is great. Come on, you know, whatever happens, really well good. played. <laughs> it's on me. It's on me. Oh, is it? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Hang about. I, I didn't give you the chance. Well, that helps. <laughs> Three left. Nah, I'm out. Can I get... So, Steve McMahon's one. Steve yeah, McMahon is good. one, yeah. Midfield I'm correct. not sure. Would David Rowcastle be one? No, nope. No, okay. No. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> who else is there? Oh, you might as well just give it. Neil Webb. Yeah, oh, Neil Webb, yeah. And, at least you mentioned him, Dave Seaman. Yeah. I'm surprised. So I, so oh, there right. was four goalkeepers then. Uh, yeah, because uh, Seaman got went replaced. And came in. Yeah, right. He was yeah. In, the, okay. in the squad, wasn't he? So, yeah. yeah, you mentioned him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I mentioned don't him. mention the players again. <laughs> Marcus yeah. gets the I point. I mentioned him, and you missed out. Yeah. Uh, all right, then uh, it's time for um, number two. We're going to kick things off with uh, Marcus Bella. Twelve, twelve presenters. Oh no. Presenters. Oh no. Main presenters of Soccer AM. Yes. We were talking about some of these before the show. Well, given that Mark has actually worked on the show. I, I know. Yeah, I mean, there was only yeah. one of them working there at the time. Yeah. Um, I was behind the scenes, by the way, everybody. <laughs> there was only one of them working there at the time. I'm yeah. fairly certain Don't, it was a duo. Don't um, give him any tips. I'm not giving he him any tips. Any I'm just Tim Lovejoy. Tim Lovejoy, correct. Oh, it's me, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, Andy Goldstein. Max Rushton. Helen Chamberlain. Struggling now, aren't we? Russ Williams. Well played. Lloyd Griffith. Oh, good. Jimmy Bullard. Can I just say Fenners? Because that's basically what he's known as. Right, yeah. Do you yeah. know his actual name? But no. yeah, I'm, it's fair. Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll give you that. John Fendley. I played football with yeah. him once. He got um, he got a kick to the head. <laughs> <laughs> um. <sighs> <clears throat> A pint of hooch. <laughs> <laughs> Correct, no. Jim's <laughs> <laughs> out, Marcus is out. Don't extend your laughter to cheat. I know what you're like. I know what you're up to. Oh, hooch, that was a great gag, Jim. Great yeah. gag. <laughs> I'll press it. Don't do it. Main presenters of Soccer M, please. You've got one, two, three, four left. Four? Fuck yeah. you now. <laughs> it's Pele. <laughs> no, Marcus Pele did not uh, present Soccer AM. But I'd love to, to see him do the little I, shooty would, shoots, would the drill to, drills. Would I have to give his full name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I've got I don't know. I I'll, cannot I'll, believe I'll I'm still in this. I'll have an educated guess. At some point, I feel like uh, Freddie Flintoff must have presented <laughs> <laughs> It's a pretty good shout. No, uh, someone called Jane Hoffen. Um, Dave Norton. Well, what, what are you doing? What? No, well, that's it. We didn't get it. Who gets the point? You didn't get it. No, you roll over. It rolls over. Didn't it? <laughs> oh, I thought we had to keep going. No, no, it rolls over because Fuck you can't. You. Because you can't. No one's got the. Well, no one's got anything fucking, to offer. Be no, no, normally, what would happen is is if if Jim goes out and then you and I restart the round. Yeah. And we don't get it. We might get given another go. He knows we've no got one, nothing. No yeah. one's got anything. So we move on. Uh, Jane Hoffen, Dave Norton, Gary A. Stevens, and Rob Stewart. Gary A. Stevens, he's like a DJ, wasn't I'm he? I'm fairly certain none of those people exist. <laughs> the AI. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right. Um, the third round, we're going to kick things off with you, Lukey Moore. Okay. It's a good one. 
But again, the, this whole show, yeah. this whole um, Jackson Encyclopedia is absolutely built for Marcus Beller. And with Marcus Beller not winning it, it makes me sick to my stomach this has happened. Marcus is 1-0 up. Yeah. Teams, Sven Joran Eriksson has managed, including international sides. This, this show has become a joke. <laughs> this part of the show. Last week, I was oh, up against Andy. Good. I had teams who won the UEFA Cup. This is why Soccer M got cancelled. Right. Uh, look, you Moore. Lazio. Lazio. Jim. Man City. Man City. <clears throat> Did you say including international teams? Yes. England. Fuck yeah, I'll stick your neck out. Yeah. <laughs> That's an alter. Annoyed. Um, Needlessly annoyed. <laughs> I think he's managed Leicester City. He has managed Leicester City. Very good. Jim. Um, Mexico. Mexico. Oh, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Ivory Coast. <laughs> Philippines. Yeah. Every time I nice. do one, Marcus nods with a really big smile. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Not think, county? Just think nightlife. Yeah. Less good. <laughs> oh. Ah, he was linked with him heavily. <clears> I, think he, yeah, I think he was involved happened. in some kind he of. He was like, yeah, wasn't right, he like right. kind of like director, director of football <laughs> or something? Whatever. Yeah, I don't think he ever managed. Uh, Marcus. <laughs> Unlucky that, Jim. Uh -huh. Benfica. Yes, be... he's still got good sides. In the words of Captain America, I could do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> so in my, in my, I don't know why I've got this in my mind, but I will say this. Earlier in the week, I read Todd Grip's Wikipedia page. Oh, yeah. right. I, I'm not sure why, but I, I just did it. The wife was out. I thought to myself, yeah, I thought to myself, he must be really Wait, old. Where's Gary Neville's orgasm here? <laughs> and, he, and he is really old. He's 85. Right, yeah. And I think I'm allowing he, it, I'm allowing it. I think he and Sven managed, <laughs> I think he managed a team with Todd as the assistant manager. Really? And I think they're called Orebro. Well, that is impressive if you get that. Oh, <laughs> oh, mate, well, why didn't you go for something obvious? I've got a few here. <laughs> go on. Sampdoria yeah. is one. Yeah. Uh, IFK Gothenburg. Yeah. Um, Try to throw your stuff Sorry? Sorry? Who? Tromso, the place he's from, he managed to be his home. I think he might have Tromso's done, in Norway, my friend. Might have done, <laughs> might have done Jewel Gardens, uh, the side Sheringham once played for. No, he didn't do them. Uh, China. Uh, think China. Let's have two China oh, sides. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah uh, do, 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 Come on. No, what, no, no. What I'm, doing doing it. It. I'm doing it. He's Marcus. already won. China. Let's have it. This is, this is his game. Yeah, Wangzhou. 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 Correct. And Shanghai. That's the other one. Let's have two from Italy. Um, we said Lazio, we said Sampdoria. He also managed the team that is... Marcus Remind me. Roma. Oh, it was Roma, yeah. Fiorentina. Shenzhen. And Degafors IF. Degafors. It's the life of Sven Joran Eriksson. I like the idea that if someone said to someone else, you should listen to the football ramble. I already right. what's it about. So basically, a bloke lists all the teams that Sven managed over the Street Fighter 2 soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. And then they do a guide to him the next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, if Soccer M's getting canned for doing jokes about Bob Bradley still in 2023, we're yeah, fucked. We're in, we're in trouble. Yeah. We are in trouble. We've not even got the goal to kick in. No. <laughs> two top pins. Yeah. Oh, dear me. Uh, there we are, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Betfair, part of the ACAST Creator Network. Um, for more of our nonsense, if you if you want that, uh, do follow us on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Football Ramble, at Football Ramble Daily, on Instagram as well. And don't forget to subscribe on your podcast app to us. It's been 
a bloody pleasure talking with you. Well done, Luke Moore. I don't think I've ever won a point on Jack's Encyclopedia. You have. Okay. It doesn't <laughs> and feel he like messed I up have. the other week. Yeah. Uh, well done, Pete Donaldson. Thank you. Hello. Well done, Jim Campbell. <laughs> hello. <laughs> <laughs> well done, England. Well done, everybody. The keys are in the lock. See you tomorrow morning. Andy and I will be back, of course, with Ramble Reacts. And then on Monday, we'll be talking all the other things that happened after Friday evening's international football. So we'll see you then. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.